Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our gospel lesson for this week comes from Luke, the 14th chapter. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said also to the one who had invited him, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or rich neighbors, in case they may invite you in return, and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Here ends our gospel lesson. Praise, praise Please be seated. Uh, I forgot to mention at the beginning, just a, just a note, uh, I'm going to be out next Sunday, but not on vacation, actually working in conjunction with our camp uh, up by Lakeside, uh, Flathead Lutheran Bible Camp. But uh, they are sending in return uh, Reverend Amanda Appleham, so she's going to be sharing a word with you next week. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Okay, I want you all, those here in person and those joining us online, to take a moment, okay, take a moment, Think about what famous person you would have dinner with if you could choose. It could be alive or dead, have lived in your lifetime or a thousand years ago or whenever. If you could have just one dinner with somebody famous or distinguished, who would you choose? It could be a movie star, a star athlete, a war hero, a famous thinker a tribal leader, a writer, a political figure, a faith leader, a titan of industry, anyone really. Take a moment and think. Who would you have dinner with if you could choose any famous person to dine with? You'd chat about their life, their achievements, their legacy, views of the world, or anything else that might come up. Take a moment. All right, now I know we have a couple guests in the church. You're definitely welcome to chime in on this one. 
Uh, but just so you know, this is not characteristic. I'm going to ask for responses from the congregation during the sermon. <clears throat> Who did you choose? Jesus. Jesus. Oh, wow. We've got some Sunday school answers here. <laughs> All right. Who? Corey Tambu. Okay. Corey? Yeah. Is this? Holocaust. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Okay. Holocaust. Helen Keller. Helen Keller? Wonderful. Thanks for jumping in. <laughs> Moses. Moses. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Seth, but I just said Tom Brady. <laughs> 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 We're working on it. Huh? <laughs> I said Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. <laughs> I thought Sean Connery. But oh, all right, all right. I was uploaded. Okay, wonderful. All right. Any others? Leah Coca. Oh, Leah Coca. All right. Very cool. Capturing the Titan of industry there. Huh? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all for sharing. Um, so even, even if you didn't share, I want you to keep that person in mind, whoever you came up with for yourself. Now imagine that you're actually about to sit down right across the table for dinner with them and a homeless person that you don't know and who smells really bad swoops in and makes that person slide down further away from you. So you can't really hear or have a comfortable conversation anymore. To add insult to injury, this, this person uh, from the streets keeps interrupting any kind of conversation that you're having with your chosen person at the table. So anything you would really want to talk about is hard to focus on. How would that make you feel? Would you appreciate the opportunity to include a person of need in any sort of meal? Or would you feel a little bit robbed of having a good conversation and an enjoyable experience with someone you admire? Would you resent the, uh, the homeless person for intruding like that? Would you be patient and understanding, simply appreciating any time with this person you admire or would you stew over the amazing experience being squandered for no good reason? As for me, some famous dead guys, they're all guys, uh, I would like to share a meal and have a drink with would be the philosopher Soren Kierkegaard, that's my boy, uh, President Teddy Roosevelt. I feel that he was a president who acted with great courage. And as might be expected, I think it would be fun to have a beer with our guy, Martin Luther. How predictable am I, right? That, that's my Sunday school answer, I guess. Maybe not the beer, but... Um, um, <clears throat> I'm sure Luther would have some good stories to tell. Now, for my part, if I were fortunate enough to be able to share a meal and have a conversation with any of them, I would be pretty frustrated if our experience and conversation were interrupted by a homeless person from the streets, intruding and interrupting everything. I do not think I would be magnanimous about it either. 
I would probably promise the homeless person that I would buy them food or whatever else they needed. They would merely go away and leave us alone. I would probably not offer a very pastoral reception to that meal intruder. In many ways, these are the kinds of scenarios that Jesus set up in his conversation around the dinner table with the Pharisees in our gospel passage this week. The text says that they were watching him closely to see if that they could trap him in answers that disagreed with their theology. Recognizing how they were probing him to see if they could appear as wiser and more righteous than Jesus. And recognizing that they were situating themselves around the table in order of worldly esteem. Jesus challenged them with scriptural wisdom from Proverbs. He said, When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, Give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit down at the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may send to you, say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. Though the Pharisees claim to be representing and emulating God's perfect, immutable, otherworldly laws of righteousness and truth, Jesus saw that they were just as concerned about their worldly reputations as anybody else. Around that table, they were concerned about who was closest to the host, who was beneath them, and the reputations of all involved. In the world of the Pharisees, their reputations were gained by their knowledge and obedience to the scriptures and laws of God. So Jesus paraphrased Proverbs 25, 6-7 to challenge their worldly pursuit of honor in the eyes of others. These Pharisees thought that they were something special because of their wisdom and piety. But Jesus pointed out that they were just as ridiculous as the writer, uh, those the writer of Proverbs had in mind centuries earlier. Some things never change, I guess. Then, however, Jesus took it further than our verses from Proverbs ever did to really challenge those around the table and those of us here still today. He next spoke directly to his host, saying, When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors, in case they might invite you in return, and you would be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Invite, honor, privilege, provide for the destitute at your banquets. 
and you will be repaid at the resurrection. Much like our hypothetical examples of having a homeless person invade the time and experience with those throughout history that we would most enjoy having a conversation and a meal with. Jesus says that those most in need should be the ones we honor, not those who can honor and pay us in return. In direct contrast to those around him who were positioning themselves and trying to better themselves in contrast to their neighbors, Jesus said that they should instead look to those who can only receive but never give back. Because there is true, genuine honor in that kind of generosity. Now beyond simple instructions about party invites and table manners, There is gospel truth in these last few verses of these passages. In the grand scheme of things, being honored in the eyes of the world does not really matter. I mean, we still have our cultural heroes, yes? After all, I named a few of my own at the beginning of this sermon. However, our place at the Lord's table in the kingdom of God is far more significant than any acclaim we can earn here on earth. We should not concern ourselves with how good we look in the eyes of others. Rather, we should focus on how we are perceived by the eyes of God. Kind of jarringly, when we see ourselves as God God sees us, we will realize that we are all vagabonds in the eyes of God. None of us earns our place at the table in God's kingdom. Not one of us is worthy to sit near our Lord's heavenly throne of God. None of us can even merit sitting at the far end of God's holy gathering. There is not a righteous bone in our bodies that we can stand on in God's holy habitation. Good news, though good news, the gospel news, is that despite our eternal shortcomings, God invites us anyway. Like the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind that Jesus said his host should invite to his gatherings. Jesus invites us all, the eternally undeserving, to this heavenly banquet over and over. Though we be poor, Lonely, lost, broken, spiteful, hated, or whatever other deficiency the world can heap on us, Jesus invites us to his table and says, Friend, move up higher. We are all vagabonds in the kingdom of God, yes. Jesus expects nothing less, and thankfully, thankful. Jesus knows that we can be nothing more. Yet, God brings us to that heavenly banquet anywhere, where, there will, where we will dine with the love and respect that we can never earn for ourselves. May the peace of God which passes all understanding, 
Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.